This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 23 of Curry in the Pot. Last night we had the 2017 NBA Draft. I'm going to give you guys a recap of the draft as well as my winners and my losers, sleepers and steals. And of course we had a big trade happen last night between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Chicago Bulls. Jimmy Butler is headed west. I'm going to talk a little bit about that trade. So let's get right into it. With the first pick in the 2017 NBA Draft, the Philadelphia 76ers select Markel Fultz from the University of Washington. So to no one's surprise, really, Markel Fultz went number one. A lot of people pretty much knew he was going to go number one all along, even when the Celtics had the number one pick. People still assume that Markel would be number one. I think Markel is the best prospect in the draft, honestly. Um, I'm not just saying that because he's from the DMV. Obviously, he went to the Matthew Catholic High School, my alma mater, go Stags. But Markel Fultz, man, I'm, I'm really happy for I'm really happy to see somebody from my area make it. I can never hate on that. Markel Fultz was phenomenal at his lone season at Washington, where he averaged 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. And now he's going to be joining the Philadelphia 76ers, which I think can have a scary young nucleus if they remain healthy in a couple of years. Markel Fultz joins Ben Simmons, Joe B, as well as Dario Saric. So I think I think this team could has the potential to be really scary in a few years. Just get them about two or three years. The team will be good. They're going to grow together. If they remain healthy, it's the, it's the major key, though. With the second pick in the 2017 NBA Draft, the Los Angeles Lakers select Lonzo Ball from UCLA. As a big-time Lakers fan, I was truly, truly enthusiastic last night. I was pumped up. When the Los Angeles Lakers, my Los Angeles Lakers selected Lonzo Ball, I thought it was a great pick. I just want to briefly talk to you guys about the last few drafts that we didn't have. And I wasn't really excited, okay? So, I believe it was 2014 we drafted Julius Randle. I wasn't really, we had like the number seven pick. I wasn't really pumped up about that pick. I was like, okay, Julius Randle, he went to Kentucky, you know, he could be a double-double type guy. 2015, fast forward to 2015, we drafted D'Angelo Russell. Now, I, I was I was a little happy. I'm not going to lie. I thought he could, I thought he had some star potential. It remains to be seen. The guy's only 21, but I wish him the best in Brooklyn. Let's fast forward to 2016 where we selected Brandon Ingram. I was more happy than I was about the two previous picks. Because I'm a Duke fan, so we we selected a guy from Duke. But I think Brandon Ingram has the potential to be very special. But last night, when the Los Angeles Lakers selected Lonzo Ball, I was thrilled. I was ecstatic. We're looking at a guy that could potentially be the next Jason Kidd. If, if, he's, if he's that, at least, we're looking at a really good player in the NBA. I know he's going to have a target on his back because of his dad, obviously. And a lot of stuff that his dad's been saying. But I think this guy's ready. The guy looks like a veteran. He he has that, that swagger, that confidence about him, which 
which makes me believe in the guy. And I think I think he's going to be great. He likes to push the pace. He, he's perfect for Luke Walton's offense. So I think I think the sky's the limit. So after Lonzo Ball was selected, of course we heard from his father, LeVar Ball. I thought he was absolutely hilarious all night. I'm going to play his soundbite real quick. LeVar here, and LeVar, you, you already got the Lakers hat. I'm trying to tell you, I knew this was happening before it was happening. When did you get this hat made? Uh, when he was a baby. What's it like now that this has come to fruition for you? You've been talking about it for nine months. Nine months? You're talking about 19, 20 years. All right, 19, 20 years. You the microphone on me when I was talking about it. What's it like right now that he is in Man, L.A. Lakers? It's a wonderful feeling. But I already knew what was coming to him. I got two more boys. I got to come do the same thing two more years. So you're going to get them to the Lakers too. How? The big ball away. I know they're ready. Ball control. Philly is how good is Lonzo Ball going to be for the L.A. Lakers? Hey, I'm going to tell you what. Lonzo Ball is going to take the Lakers to the playoffs his first year. Come see me when he does. I have another hat on to say I told you so. Thanks a lot, LeVar. Congrats. Yo, listen. LeVar Ball is absolute comedy. I think he's great entertainment. But I have to disagree. As a Los Angeles Lakers fan, I know it's it's a crazy fan base, but I've always prided myself on being a very realistic fan, and I have to disagree. The Lonzo Ball will not take the Lakers to the playoffs. I can't even say. I mean, if we get Paul George, then we might have something brewing, but still, I don't think so. But hey, I hope I hope he proves me wrong. So now I'm going to talk about. The other three guys that rounded out the top five, we had Jason Tatum from Duke going to the Boston Celtics. I really like Jason Tatum. I thought if he were healthy at the beginning of the season, he possibly could have been number one. I Many of you know Jason Tatum, he got hurt like right before the season and he missed he missed a number of games. But when he came back, he was effective, especially uh, in the ACC tournament. He did his thing. But I think that's a good pick. I do think that Boston should have just took all of these picks and went after a guy like Jimmy Butler, who I will talk about in a few minutes. At number four, I thought this was a great pick. Josh Jackson fell to number four. A lot of people think that Josh Jackson is the best player in the draft. And he fell to Phoenix at number four. A lot of people said that the Celtics uh, were going to select him, but they ended up selecting Tatum. I, I really like this draft. So moving on to number five, a guy that I really like, a guy that I've talked about a lot lately is De'Aaron Fox at number five, getting selected by the Sacramento Kings. I honestly think he might have too much personality for Sacramento. I honestly wish he would have got selected to a better organization. But hopefully Vlade Divac and the rest of the front offices looking to turn this franchise around. I think you got selected a great prospect a guy that I, I really compared to John Wall multiple times. He 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 just has he just has that, that John Wall esque about him. I think I think the guy's gonna be really good. And I think the Kings had a good draft. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. Okay, now I'm gonna go winners and losers. And my first winner goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Look, I know they didn't they didn't draft at the number seven pick, but they were able to acquire Jimmy Butler over from the Chicago Bulls. 
Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau already have that connection. I think it's going to be scary. You got Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins on the perimeter next year. And you got Carl Anthony Towns down low too. They're my biggest winner. And another reason they're a winner is because they got the Chicago Bulls number 16th pick. They were able to get that pick. They were able to swap picks with those guys and receive Jimmy Butler, an established star in this league who averaged 23-6-5 last year. And as well as two steals last year, he's he's one of the best two-way players in this game. I talked about it on episode 22. I love two-way players. I think Jimmy Butler is going to have a profound impact on the Timberwolves because they really didn't really need another young player. I mean, over the last few years, they've been just, you know, stockpiling on young players. Andrew Wiggins. They had Zach Levine. Carl Anthony Towns. They had Chris Dunn. They really didn't need another young player because they were just going to be the same team they were. So I think Jimmy Butler will help elevate this team, and they can sneak into the playoffs. Seven for AFC. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. If, you know, they dig jail well, which I think will happen. But... I like I like the trade a little bit for the Bulls. I think the Bulls could have got a little more. They received the seventh pick in return, and they got Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. Zach Levine's coming off an ACL tear, so hopefully, you know, he returns the form. You know, he's a super athletic guy, but he's recovering from a torn ACL. And we got Chris Dunn. I think Chris Dunn is the guy that the Chicago Bulls are really banking on in this trade. A lot of people think that Chris Dunn was the best player to be drafted in last year's draft. So I think I think the Bulls are really banking on this. I think they could have got a little bit more, maybe some future picks. But, hey, I like the trade for both sides. I just think the Bulls could have got a little bit more. My second winner is going to the Dallas Mavericks at number nine. I think getting Dennis Smith Jr. at number nine is a steal. I talked about this guy a couple episodes ago. I think even last episode I mentioned him. But the guy's super athletic. The guy has a 48-inch vertical. The guy really wasn't getting a lot of love because he played for NC State. Now, if he would have went to a major school, maybe a better school in the ACC, wow, this guy would be top five easily. But I think I think that's going to be, you know, a perfect match for him. Dennis Smith Jr., Rick Carlisle working with the guy. I think it's going to be great. Um, I thought that was a steal. Jalen Rose compared him to, I believe, a Baron Davis. But I think this guy... He has a lot of potential. He could. He plays like Damian Lillard a little bit to me. But the guy's going to be special. My next winner at number 11 goes to the Charlotte Hornets. They were able to get Malik Monk at number 11, which I thought was great. Malik Monk was supposed to go in the top eight according to many mock drafts. And I knew Michael Jordan wasn't going to pass on a talent like this. This is episode number 23, Jumpman. Jumpman was not going to pass on a talent like Malik Monk at number 11. He led the SEC. Uh, he had the most. He had, he had like four thirty-point games last year. The guy could absolutely shoot it. I believe he was SEC Player of the Year. The guy played phenomenal. For him to go to number eleven to the Hornets is a great, is a great, great, great deal. They were in need of another guard that could score next to Kimba Walker. So I thought that was a great, a great pickup at number eleven. And when you have winners. You have to have losers. So my first loser should come to no one's surprise, the New York Knicks. The Knicks selected Frank Nalinkina, and I thought it was a bad pick because I thought they should have got Dennis Smith Jr. at number eight. Dennis Smith Jr. is going to go at this guy day one in their two head-to-head meetings. Um, Listen, they should they, they made a mistake. Phil Jackson... 
as a Lakers fan, I love you as a coach. But as an executive, you are terrible. You are single-handedly destroying the Knicks organization. You rub Melo the wrong way. You're rubbing Porzingis the wrong way. And now this? Listen, I think Phil Jackson is trying to get fired on purpose. Because if he gets fired, James Dolan still has to pay him $24 million that is left on his contract. I didn't think it was a good idea to begin with. Maybe it sounded good, but I didn't think it was a good idea to begin with. Phil Jackson does not belong as a president of basketball operations. He's a terrible executive, a, a wonderful, outstanding, brilliant coach. But as an executive, this guy is horrible. I would like him, you know, with the Lakers organization in some capacity, but not as no president of basketball ops. The guy, he has no idea what he's doing. And I think he's doing this on purpose. So they're my first loser. My second loser, they're not really a big loser, but my second loser is the Boston Celtics. Look, I want to know how long Danny Ainge is going to stockpile all of these picks. Like, this going to have to be a moment in time where you guys are going to have to make a move with all of these draft picks. I thought you guys could have got Jimmy Butler. If you look at the deal that Chicago gave them, well, I'm sorry, the Timberwolves gave to Chicago, I think you guys could have gave them a better deal and more draft picks. You guys could have gave them a lot more, and I think they would have accepted your offer, but you guys stalled on that. Listen, I like Jason Tatum. I, I like him a lot. I definitely like him on the offensive end. Obviously, the Celtics needed somebody else who could, you know, put the ball in the hole, and Jason Tatum is that guy. I thought, I thought Jason Tatum has, I think he has the most polished game out of everybody in this draft. I'm not saying that because he went to Duke, but I am partially biased. But I really think he has the most, I, th I think he has the most NBA-ready game. What I will say is, he will struggle defensively against threes. He's not the quickest guy. But if you have him, you know, against fours, you know, I think, I think that's, he, he's a matchup nightmare. But. He, he is a little slow in the defensive end. I don't know if the Celtics are looking for the second coming of Paul Pierce. I don't, I don't know. But I thought the Celtics should have made a move for Jimmy Butler, an established guy, because you guys already have a bunch of young players. I mean, you guys have been getting, you know, young players, you know, over the past few years. And I really thought this was your time to make a move at a, at a, at a big star. It was even some talks early on about Anthony Davis maybe a week ago. I saw that. But I thought you guys should have went after Jimmy Butler while you could have had him. And now he's off to Minnesota. Overall, I thought it was a good draft. But my last loser has to be the Brooklyn Nets because you guys would have had the number one pick had you guys not done all that, done all that stupid, you know, trading with the, um, with the Celtics, with the Pierce and Garnett trade. Hey, you guys would have had the number one pick and you guys would have been able to draft Markel Fultz. So you guys are my last loser. Something I thought that was really funny last night is the Oklahoma City Thunder, they drafted a 6'7 wing, uh, Terrence Ferguson, who, who didn't go to college and he went straight overseas. He took the Brandon Jennings, Emmanuel Moutier route. And I thought it was funny that he's a Warriors fan and he was drafted to the Thunder. Ah, that's pretty interesting. Huh? So that is pretty interesting. 
some old tweets surfaced. Well, maybe tweets that uh, last year he said, um, where the Thunder fans at? Curry to go. And KD about to get that ring. So I thought that was pretty funny. And now he's going to OKC. So <laughs> that's interesting. I want to point out one team in particular who I thought had a good draft last night. And it was the Sacramento Kings. Can't believe I'm saying this. But the Sacramento Kings, they had a good draft in my opinion. They drafted De'Aaron Fox at five. They traded out of their 10th pick to acquire more picks. And drafted Justin Jackson at 15. And Harry Giles at 20. I think... If Harry Giles can stay healthy, that is a good value pick at number 20. And they also drafted Frank Mason, which I thought was really good. And that's all I really have for this episode. I do have a little bit of local news. 2016 NCAA Championship hero Chris Jenkins has signed with the Wizards. And Melo Trimble, point guard from Maryland, signs with the Philadelphia 76ers. And that is all I really have for you guys today. I just want to thank everybody for listening. I hope you guys enjoy listening as much as I enjoy talking about sports, facts, opinions, and, you know, just my views and my takes. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, This was a draft special. We have Summer League starting July 7th. I can't wait for that. I'm excited. I think Markel and Lonzo get to go at it. I'm really excited. Or it might be... It might be Lonzo versus Jason Tatum. I don't know. But Summer League starts July 7th. Uh, Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, If you're tuned in and you listen to my podcast, you love my podcast, I want everybody to check out a show that I've been blessed to be a part of. It is called The No BS Show, Nothing But Sports. We air at 2.30 p.m. every Friday, 2.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. And I've been blessed to be a part of this show with my colleagues Brandon Myers Insane Shane Hector and my homegirl Courtney Tate Um, if you love sports if you like my podcast you guys should definitely go check it out it's going to be on the WBGR Sports Network so you can check it you can search that on Facebook and we'll be on Facebook Live every Friday from 2.30 to 3.30pm Eastern Time Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening one last time. It's Mike Curry. Episode number 23 is done. Peace.